Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to the bonus podcast series called the Wine Free Workweek Challenge. I challenged my email subscribers and followers to a wine free four days, and we met live every day in a private Facebook group, and I coached them. And these special podcast episodes are the recording of those live Q&A style coaching calls. We cover the range of topics. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the day four Wine Free Work Week Challenge. I am so excited to be here and a little bit sad that this is our last Facebook Live. I may pop in here within the next week a couple times. I may do a little surprise pop in, but this is our last official scheduled Facebook Live. We're, we've made it through day four. Most of you guys did a four-day Wine Free Challenge. You got a break from the alcohol. You got to uncover, even if you didn't make it all four days, you got to uncover probably a little bit of the underlying reasons why you're drinking in the first place, right? We learned why we overdrink. It's driven by how we're feeling and we don't want to feel, right? So most of us feel bored, anxious, stressed, worried, lonely, flat, right? At the end of the day, and we look to alcohol to help us get out of those feelings or to amplify some other fun feelings like excitement or joy or happiness, right? So all of it, we've learned that we have this, this, this kind of emotional attachment to alcohol. And once we gave ourselves a break from that, even if it was just a day or two, we got to see what emotions were there that we haven't really been willing to explore or feel before, right? Yeah. That's amazing information to have about yourself. Now what you do with that information from here is up to you, right? You can decide like you're, you're you know what, you're just going to keep going. You're not going to dig into deep to it, and that's fine too. But just know that that's still your choice to make, right? Like you don't have to solve the underlying issues for your drinking problem. But if you don't, I just want you to own that decision for yourself, okay? Just be like, I am choosing when you drink from that place. Say, I am choosing to drink to not feel this. Take ownership of it. Don't blame it on other things outside of yourself, okay? That's the most empowering thing I can leave you with. All of your decisions around alcohol or food, you have control over, always, okay? I hope you guys feel a little bit of that here. Like you feel more empowered, you feel more in control, or at least you're aware that this is something that's in within you and there's nothing wrong with you, but you have the power to fix it, okay? (laughs) Susie says, I was stressed trying to find your life right now. However, you've been a big part of me not drinking. I'm on day eight now. I wanted one last night, but I just dealt with my feelings and overcame it. Amazing, Susie, right? So I think the most fascinating thing about our feelings is that if we actually go in and process them, you guys probably, I I read some of the comments in the Facebook group, but when you like go in and you're with your feelings and you process and you breathe and you slow down and you notice what's going on, you've told me that it's not that bad. It's not that interesting. It's not that terrible, right? What is terrible and what we can get into trouble with is our mind (laughs) and what the thoughts are that we have spinning. That's what's the worst part about it. But the actual feeling, the urges or the emotions, nothing we can't handle. Okay. 
Cindy says, do we get to stay in the Facebook group and watch the live and podcast? The podcast, so just to kind of clarify the terminology here, my weekly podcast that I have is always free and open to the public. That comes out every week. I have 94 episodes now. So that's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. It's always on my website, AngelaMasenic.com. So you guys don't even need to be in this Facebook group to get that. That's always public. If you subscribe to it during iTunes, every week you'll get a downloaded podcast episode to your podcast app, okay? So that's where you go for that. That's that weekly 15 to 20 minute audio of me teaching you guys something. It's not live, okay? The Facebook live videos here will be up in the Facebook group. This, this Facebook group will still be open, but I will probably shut it down so that there's no comments or activity on it after about a week from now, okay? But all of the videos will still be here. All the posts will still be here. You can scroll through and find that and read stuff and watch the videos. That's not going anywhere, okay? But I will probably shut it down because I'm not gonna be able to moderate it and keep up with it as, as I have been the past four days. And I like, if I feel like you're in my orb, <laughs> I want to provide the best support for you. And honestly, the best way to do that is to join my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program, the six month coaching program that I, told you guys about yesterday and I'll get into a little bit more detail at the end of this today as well. <laughs> Question Virginia, will you have more challenges like this and we will will we be allowed to participate always and forever? No matter if you decide to become a paying client of mine or not, everyone is always welcome to all of my free resources, always. So if I have a free challenge, if you're on my email list, you will know when it comes up because I'll be, you know, telling you about it. Usually I try to announce my free stuff on the podcast that comes out every week, um, but sometimes because of the timing of that, you may not get it in time. So I, I like to move pretty quickly <laughs> in my business. So like, I'll be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this free class on something. And so the best way to get that information from me is um, to be on my email list. If you're not on my email list, most of, most of you guys are because you signed up for this challenge, you're getting the emails. But if you're not, just go to AngelaMasenic.com and then right there on the front page, there's a way that you enter your email address to get my top three podcast emailed to you. And then you'll be on my email list. I'll email you my most popular podcast episodes and you'll be in the system. Okay. Nope, there's not going to be another group for next week, Marie. This is it <laughs> for a while. Um, I, I did this four day challenge. I probably won't do another one for 2020. I'm guessing I might do one at the beginning of the year, but we'll see how it goes. Karen says her podcast or how I found her in this week's challenge. Yes. Question. Please tell us about the masterclass on Sunday night. Hmm. Masterclass on Sunday night. Do I have a masterclass on Sunday night? I don't think I do. Hold on, let me look at my calendar. <laughs> Do you guys know something that I don't know? Um, I don't have anything scheduled on Sunday night. Did I say something about that? Give me more details. <laughs> Katie, I'm so glad you found me too. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so somebody posted in the Facebook group about um, fear. They're scared of this weekend. They might have some social plans coming up or an event or just worried that like this challenge will be over and the sport won't be here and they are scared of not drinking. I think it was somebody posted like, I don't wanna drink, I wanna continue not drinking and I'm scared, okay? So I would just like to know if you guys, if that is you, 
Um, or if any of you guys are feeling fear about like, if you want to take, keep going with not drinking, tell me what is scary about that for you. Okay. So just type in the comments why that might be scary for you to continue going without alcohol. And while you guys are doing that, I'll tell you a little bit more about my um, journey, right? About somebody asked, Debbie asked about my uh, sobriety journey. What were the urges you were trying to overcome? The thoughts that drove your feelings that led to over drinking. So for me, um, I, the goal for me was never to be somebody that didn't drink. I just wanted to cut back and to lose weight. <laughs> like that was not, I, I never imagined, I never in a million years, first of all, imagine that would be a coach that would help people stop over drinking when I was starting out on this or that I would stop drinking. That was never my goal. It just, I just evolved through my journey to decide at the end of it, it took me about six months to make that decision that I was just done with drinking alcohol. And in that process, I, I mentioned this, I think in day two, that taking a break from alcohol for 90 days for me really unraveled the impact that it was having on my life that I didn't even know until I got away from it. Okay. And it was so like compelling to me that I decided to become a coach who helped people undo that themselves, at least stop over drinking, right. As there, as a start to change their relationship with alcohol. So when I was drinking, it was more around like anxiety or I was in social situations and I just wanted to have more fun or keep the party going and I would over drink. And because I was stressed or I would get mad at my husband or it was a long day at the office, all of those things, or I would be on some crazy restrictive diet and I would be like white knuckling through the whole thing. And I would be like, screw it. It's the weekend. And I would drink bottles of wine and eat all the snacks <laughs> and then gain all the weight back. Okay. So my thoughts were, were things like, I'm a grown ass adult. I should be able to have a glass of wine if I want to at night. It was never just one glass. It always went from that place. It always turned into three or four. So that thought was I should be able to have a glass of wine. And I probably felt just like a little bit of resistance. It was just like that, uh, right? Like that fighting with myself or some idea out there that was trying to control how much I was drinking. Okay. And then from that place, it doesn't feel good, right? Like when you feel that resistance, it doesn't feel good. So then you're driven to get away from that feeling. And so that's where we drink, right? So that's what would happen with me. Or as I would have major anxiety and I would come home from work and be like, I can't handle this. I just worked all day long. It was super hard and stressful. I barely got a break. And now I have to make dinner for three little kids. And this kitchen is a shit show. And my husband didn't take out the garbage. I would be like, I can't handle this. And I would feel this pressure, this anxiety building. And then I would walk to the wine cabinet and I would pour it open or I would open it up and I would pour myself a big fat glass of red wine and I would drink it very fast standing there in the kitchen. And then I might drink another one and then I would cook dinner and then I might sit in front of the TV and watch Scandal and eat popcorn, you know, and like get rush the kids through the evening routine as fast as possible. <laughs> you guys can probably relate to that, right? So that was it. That was my journey. And then I just, you know, through coaching, you know, I, I worked with a life coach and I learned everything that I'm teaching you guys here. And then by the end of that time, I just was, I was ready to make a very well-informed decision about what I wanted to do with, with alcohol. And I just was like, I'm done. I had no place in my life at all. Like I didn't even like the buzz feeling at all from one glass of wine. I would, I'd feel buzzed and I'm just like, that's it. I don't need it anymore. And I remember 
all of that very clearly. So whenever I decide now, um, I think about having a glass of wine and I do let myself think about it sometimes, like around the holidays or a really special occasion. I'm like, oh, we could have some champagne or something. And I really evaluate that decision and I still just keep coming to the conclusion that it doesn't do anything for me. Why bother? And so I choose not to. And then I decide I'll make that decision again when I need to. And that's kind of how I approach it. And it just so happens that it's been a while now. It's been almost three years. So, okay. So tell me what you guys are scared about. If you did already and I missed that, I'm sorry. I can't go back and scroll. So what is your fear of going back? Or, or keeping going with alcohol, alcohol-free. Kristen says she doesn't have an off switch. Remember we talked about that? There is no on and off switch. <laughs> there isn't literally a something in your brain that like the synapses are like rewired a different direction at a certain point in which after you've had alcohol. That just, it's just not there. Okay. There's no switch. <laughs> there's desire. There's different levels of desire, right? That we have for alcohol. And depending on where you on, on that level, on that like spectrum of desire, like you could be over here, you don't desire it very much. You might have a glass of wine once a month. Whereas a lot of you also over here, we're like, we think about wine all the time. We want it a lot. We drink a lot. Okay. There, there, we're just all on the spectrum of the, the desire line. And most of us here have a high desire for it because we drink it over and over again in, in all the situations. Okay. My job is to help you move back down the desire path so that you don't want it so much. And so that you don't continue over drinking. Okay. Debbie says fear is slipping back into blindly pouring drinks, but you've given us tools to control that. Fear is I'll be right back where I was in August by December. Okay, Robin, let's work on that. I'll be right back where I was in August by December. Robin, how do you feel when you think that thought? Think about it in your mind right now. I'll be right back where I was in August by December. That makes you probably feel fear, right? And what do you normally do when you feel that way? Or you might feel shame or worried, right? When you feel that way, what do you tend to do in your life? I'm guessing you're probably drinking or numbing or hiding or avoiding, right? Those feelings aren't defeated, she said. Yeah. So what do you do when you feel defeated? Probably the same things. When we feel defeated, it's like, like we just like the air just went right out of our balloon, right? We shrink back down. Think about how defeated feels in your body. It makes us shrink right back down, right? And go backwards, okay? You can feel that in your body. And when you feel that, what do you do? Hide, numb, escape. What are you not doing? Planning your drinks, managing your mind, coaching yourself, doing all the things, going to bed early, pausing, breathing. Yeah. That's not the actions that we take from defeated, right? So this thought, I'm worried that I'll be right back where I was in August by December is making you feel defeated. And from that defeated place, your actions are none, they're just not the actions you need to take to actually keep you going. Do you see that? 
And so that the result that those actions will create for you is you'll be right back where you were in August by December. Okay? This is why we all need to get aware of our thinking. Your thoughts create your results. Okay? The sentences in your brain create the results in your life. Okay? So I don't want you guys to think that way. <laughs> but it's good to be aware of this. This is the first step to all of it. Okay? So if you join my coaching program, the first step to solving any problem is to uncover what we're currently thinking. And right now, when you think about your goals long term, if you think, I don't know if I can get there, or I'm worried I'm going to be back to my old ways in a month, you got to run that through the thought, feel, act cycle. Okay, that thought creates a feeling in your body, and then that, that feeling drives your actions. Play that out for yourself and see where you can end up if you keep thinking that way. Okay. So how can you shift that thought if you don't like that result that you can create with that thought? You guys following me here? So if you don't want to be, if you don't want that to be your result, that you're right back where you were in August by December, what can you think differently that would give you a different result? Yeah, so if you worry about it, that can make it come true. Absolutely. Think about what you shine your energy, your like your thought light energy on. Like I think like you'd like your brain is like a spotlight. Okay. So like what you worry about and fester about and ruminate about usually creates a bigger problem, right? Same thing here. If you're worried about that, you're going to fuck up and everything's going to go south, that makes you feel worried. And then from there you make mistakes and like do things that don't help you. Okay. So my suggestion is to think differently. Like seriously, what would you what would be more fun first of all to think about where you're going to be in December? Let's try that. <laughs> Defeated does not feel fun to me. <laughs> Defeated feels terrible. So what would you like to feel about your ability to be successful and keep moving and making progress and where you'd like to be in December? Yes, I'll give you some examples, Agnes. Agnes's example, she's asking for examples about what to think. How about I'm committed to doing this? How about I'm excited to see where this is going to take me? How about I feel really good right now and I want to keep this going? How about I got some amazing tools and I'm going to use them every day to make sure that I stay on track? <laughs> I mean, they're literally their options are limitless about what you can think. You guys, this is like the the most empowering thing you can do, and this is what I teach my clients to do inside my program, is to learn how to come up with those thoughts on your own. Learn how to self-coach. That's what that is. You uncover your current thoughts. You write them out. Don't be judgy about them. You just write them out on your journal. And then you ask yourself, okay, what's the think, feel, act that this thought is going to create? Oh, that's going to create some more drinks, more drinks than I really want to have, okay? How can I think about this differently? And you ask your brain that and then be quiet for a second and see what it has to say. You ask your brain, okay, I want to feel confident about myself going forward. I want to feel belief that I can do this. What do I need to think to feel that? That's, that those are the only questions you need to ask. And your brain is amazing. Your brain is like the most amazing computer on the, on the planet. 
It wants to help you get what it wants. So the more times you challenge it and you ask it questions like that, you'll be amazed at what the answers are. Your thoughts are the most impactful for you in your life. I can give you ideas all day long. And yes, a lot of people borrow my thoughts that you can think about and they work for them. But the most powerful thought comes from within you and you have that inside of you already. All of you guys do. I can just help, I can help you dig it out and see it faster and help coach you to get to those thoughts faster than most people can do on their own. Most people don't even think their thoughts are problems in the first place, <laughs> right? Like, but that's what the, the benefit of having a coach help guide you and show you that is. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from going. You get to choose. Yes. Yeah, so like we all have obstacles. Our biggest obstacles occur right here in our head. That is it, you guys. I promise those are the biggest obstacles to overcome is how we think about all the things. Okay, somebody was saying that they were scared of success. Tell me about that a little bit. Why are you scared of success? Is it because you feel like you'll get there, you're successful, and then it'll all fall apart? Or that you'll lose relationships? Or um, what is it that is scary about success? A lot of people are worried about like losing their friends and then they won't be connected with their family or their husband drinks or something like that. And they're scared that if they do this growth, they'll like leave their, um, that you have to maintain it. Okay. Thanks, Elaine. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? You guys listen to your brains. I'm scared of succeeding because I'll have to maintain it. Right? Like, you're in success. Let's just go there like six months from now. You're successful. You're not over drinking. You feel good. You're not thinking about alcohol so much. Your relationships have improved. You have a better positive outlook on your life. And you don't want to maintain that because it's going to be hard to do that. That is like, this is really good, by the way. Really, really good, Elaine. Thank you for sharing this and I don't want to just pick on you, but like, this is what our brains do. Like it thinks it's going to be a hard process to get there and that you're going to have to sacrifice or white knuckle or give up things to get that success, I'm guessing. And then when you get that success, all of that energy is still going to be there. You're going to have to do all this work and it's going to take a lot of time and energy and you're just not going to be able to maintain that. Okay. This is a red flag that um, is to me that you are approaching the work the wrong way. So like I wanted to have this be a fun wine-free challenge, right? We're going to make this fun. We're going to make this exciting. We're going to, we're going to decide that it's easy to not drink, right? Like look at how we're thinking about all of the things that experience, the way you think about the journey and what you're going to have to do is what we need to look at. So if you feel like you need to white knuckle and force your way through and it's like push through mud to get that success and you're doing it wrong. It should be fun. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's going to be hard at times for you to work through urges and to work on coaching yourself in your mind or whatever it is that your journey looks like. It's going to be some hard times, right? There's going to be some failures that you're going to have to figure out and be willing to evaluate. But generally, it's not hard. Like if you do it the right way, coming from love for yourself and passion for yourself and um, like understanding instead of frustration or like there's something wrong with you, there's a difference. This is actually exactly what I wanted to talk about today. So we can just go right into that. 
So basically there's two, most people take two paths. Okay. There's the, I hate myself path. There's something wrong with me path. I suck path. I'm disgusting path. Okay. So these are all, this is a path where you start off this journey with like this self-loathing. Like I wrote down some thoughts. I hate my body. Um, this is never going to happen for me. I'm fat. I can't stop drinking. Okay. So if we start there, we're going to feel frustration. We're going to feel down. We're going to feel defeated. And lots of us want to make changes from those feelings. Okay. Please pay attention to me here. When you feel frustrated and you're beating yourself down and then you're like, I can't take another second of this. I need to change something. This sucks. I suck. And then your actions from that place are to like start some crazy ass diet. This is when a lot of people start their dry January bullshit because they drink so much and they feel like terrible shit on December 31st that they need to go on a 30 day break from alcohol. Okay. From that place. And then they white knuckle and they push and it's hard and they don't see their friends and they're not eating or drinking anything and they've given up sugar. And you know what I mean? Like it's all terrible. <laughs> and then by the end of that month, they've white knuckled and forced their way through it so much from that energy of this self-loathingness that by time January 30th comes on, they're like, fucking give me a bottle of wine, right? Give me all the food. And then they can't maintain it because that maintenance would mean that they'd still have to be like holding that beach ball underwater the whole time. So it's a legitimate fear that you have that that is what it's going to be like. But the good news here is that that doesn't have to be your experience. So the other path that you could take would be the self-love path. Okay. The self-love path looks like I'm amazing for being dedicated to this process. I'm willing to take as long as it takes to figure it out. I will figure it out. I appreciate my body. I'm worthy of giving myself this break, right? Those thoughts and starting from that place is so much more enjoyable and it feels good to you. You feel appreciation for yourself. You feel compassion. You feel dedication. You feel commitment. And from that place, your actions will be, yeah, I'm going to, you know what? I love myself. I don't want to poison myself with over drinking. I want to eat healthy foods that feel good into my body. I want to move my body because I like to feel strong and it makes me feel, it makes me sleep better at night. Okay. And then your results from that, you'll get there and you'll have lost weight or stopped over drinking or whatever it is. And it'll feel good and it'll be easy to maintain. That's why most of us go on these journeys, like the dry January example, okay? We white knuckle through it and it's hard and it feels forced and then we quit at the end because it's too hard to maintain that. Does that answer your question? I really want you guys to hear me on that. That is no way to do it. When you find yourself in the self-loathing or saying, I don't know if this is gonna happen or I'm disgusting or there's something wrong with me, why can't I get my shit together? Full stop, whoop. <laughs> hold up. We're not doing this right. This doesn't feel good. Let's look at how I'm thinking about this work. That's where the coaching and the support can really make the difference here. Your experience of this, having somebody guide you along through it and make sure that you stay on track with how you're thinking and feeling, it will become easy to maintain that. I don't think it's hard to maintain this, my lifestyle at all. 
it's actually very easy for me not to drink because I think about my life in an amazing way. I don't need to escape from my life. I don't need to shut off my brain because I've managed my mind so well that I don't, I mean, yes, sometimes I feel stressed and anxious. First of all, I know how to process and feel my feelings. So if that does happen, I don't think of it as a problem that needs to be numbed, right? But I also know how to think about my life in, in a way that feels good. So it just feels natural for me to want to run and exercise. It feels natural for me to want to make a nice, healthy salad for lunch. It feels natural for me not to want to numb out with alcohol. Does that make sense? Such a good question, you guys. I've been coaching my clients a lot on this. It's like we get a little success in the beginning. We're really excited about doing it, right? It might have started from frustration. And then we're like, oh, we get a little, a little ping of like hope and success under our belts, like right where you guys are right now. And then that kind of wanes off, right? And you're kind of, if you don't address your thinking along the way, you're going to come right back to where you were from that frustration point, and then you're going to quit. And that's where we do the on and off and starts and stops, okay? So I want to suggest that you love yourself through the way. There's a whole month inside my six-month coaching program dedicated to self-love where we uncover this and you learn how to do this for yourself. <sighs> really, really good. It's something I'm very passionate about, you guys, because if you don't appreciate yourself and love yourself, you're going to be numbing. That is the core to all of it. Stephanie says, it's not hard at all. Tell them, Steph. <laughs> How long did you have a coach, Angela? I still have coaches. I've been having coaches for almost three years now. It's, it's something that I find very valuable in my life. I'm always in a coaching program. Um, I have a business coach, regular life coach, health coach, all of that. I invest heavily into coaching for myself because it makes this, it makes this life for me, right? Like when I can have somebody else show me my thoughts and help guide me, I get faster results. First of all, I get bigger results in my life that I usually, I, you know, I hadn't been able to do on my own. So I'm always investing in coaching. You guys are amazing. Okay. So does anybody else need coaching on a thought? Tell me like, if you guys just want to, I'm not gonna be able to get to every of them, all of them or read them. If you had a question that I didn't answer, come back and write hash, use hashtag question. Okay. Tracy says this week felt like I took away the self-loathing and gave myself a gift. Oh my gosh. Yes. Connecting with yourself, pausing and breathing and processing your feelings. That is a gift. I promise. It feels good to do that. Um, okay. Fear of accountability. Virginia, elaborate on that. Someone to help you hold, hold you accountable without negativity. Yes. Like, I think that's really good point, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. So like when you, when I am your coach or you have another coach, like they're not going to beat you up for failing. My job as a coach is to evaluate why you had the failure. Yes. And hold you accountable. Like have somebody that you come in and report to and share what's going on so I can coach you to get back where you want to be going. Right. There's never any shame about any of it. You guys, I coach my clients all the time on over drinking and overeating. And it's just always with love and understand curiosity. fear of accountability. So are you, um, Virginia, is it that you're worried about being accountable to somebody and disappointing that person and not doing the work? Like, give me more details about that. Or you just don't want to have to tell the person. Is that it? Like, you don't want to have to share that you drank or did things. 
that might be a legitimate a legitimate fear that you have but we can work through that okay so like what is scary about having somebody accountability accountable right just like being truthful about yourself like i promise you it's not terrible to come to a coach especially me who's been there and say i overdrank it's just not scary worried that i won't be accountable after the week the week is over Okay, so that thought, Virginia, tell me how that makes you feel. I'm worried that I won't be accountable after the week is over. Scared? And then what do you do when you feel the fear? Drink? <laughs> like it's all the same, right? The same thing. These are just important questions I want you guys to ask. Uncover your thoughts. What are your fears? The fear is a thought that you are having in your brain that's making you feel scared. What do you do when you feel scared? You guys are all capable of asking yourself these questions, right? So if you find that when from fear you drink, how can we think about this differently? How can you say, I'm going to help hold myself accountable? Or if I'm worried about that, I can join a coaching program that Angela Masenic is offering me for six months and not work, worry about it at all. <laughs> right? Like that's an option. <laughs> You're so welcome, Susie. I'm glad it's been rewarding for you. And do I have a favorite self-love book? I'm reading one right now. Hold on, I'll grab it. So I just did a workshop on self-love and it was amazing. And this is a book, it's called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Brene Brown's amazing, you guys. If you um, don't follow her, she has a great podcast, but basically it's like, it says, owning our own story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy, the experiences that make us the most vulnerable. Only when we brave enough to explore the darkness, we will discover the infinite power of our light. Okay, so what she's talking about there is going within and looking at what we think about ourselves, what, you know, all of that stuff and, and evaluating our self-love meters. <laughs> and I, I, I would recommend that book that I'm reading that right now. And it's very like eye-opening. Erin says that book is amazing. Yay. Yes, yeah, save up for the coaching program, Virginia. Hurry up because I'm raising my prices in December. <laughs> Get in there. Okay, did I answer you guys' question? So you guys were supposed to type in like what your thoughts were about moving forward. And if, you know, if you need coaching on that, type it here. Um, ooh, Stacy, great question. I hide my drinking. It's very shameful. Should I tell people I am in this program? I would, Stacy. like I've used this example before, but it's like if you were gay, and you were hiding that from somebody or your family or all, all the people around you, think about what that would feel like. It would feel terrible not to be able to share who you really are, right? And that's the same thing with drinking. Keeping that a secret and holding that back and hiding feels terrible. And when we do that, we drink more, okay? And we don't show up as our real selves. And when we don't show up as our real selves, we don't make progress towards our goals. We just kind of stay stuck in these terrible patterns. So 
I would come out of the closet and share with people that you trust or that are really important to you or get a coach, join my program and share it with me and the other women in the group. That's a really good place to start. There's a lot of women that have joined the coaching program that don't tell their spouses because it's just, they don't want that account of kind of accountability. Okay. Um, the, her name is, it's Brene Brown. Amanda, can you like link this up in the comments? It's Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection, um, maybe from Amazon or something. But um, what was I going to say? So a lot of women join the program and they want to do it on their own and not tell their significant other. And I'm not suggesting that you do that, but if it's a barrier for you to do the work and you can't get over the shame of telling somebody about it, then join a program where you can be supported with other women going through the same thing. At least get that kind of support where you can you can start to openly talk about it with somebody. Okay. Yeah, Brenda, uh, Catherine just um, typed in the name of it. Yep, you got it in there. Just scroll up. Thank you, Lori. Amanda, you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> Somebody linked up the book in the in the show notes. Okay. But there's, I have my, some, I have some podcast episodes on self-love. Um, so if you guys ever want to like, if I mention a podcast episode, all you have to do is go to my website, angelamasenic.com. And there's a little tiny search window. It's like on the bottom right-hand corner and you just type in love or fear or relationships or whatever it is that you might want to know more about. And there's a podcast episode on it, I promise. You'd hit enter and then my podcast episodes will pop up below and you can click on it and listen to it right away. That's the best, easiest, fastest way to find my podcast. Or you just go to um, iTunes and you just kind of scroll through my podcast. It's called Stop Over Drinking and Start Living. There's 94 episodes there. You just kind of scroll down on your iPhone app and find the topic. Okay. Stephanie says, Trisha, Angela helped me worn through the exact kind of shame I carried around with me for so long. I don't anymore. Yay. Donna says, my partner and I separated a month ago. He's a heavy drinker and it was super hard and uncomfortable. Taking a break allowed me to find this program and it's been great. I'm concerned that life will return to the bad place if and when he returns. Any advice? Yes, join my coaching program. That's the answer to all of it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, like... You get to decide what you want to do in your life, Donna. Like, seriously. Seriously. You get to decide what kind of experience you have in your own life by looking at how you're thinking, the decisions that you're making. You are 100% in control of that. Okay? So decide what that looks like for you ahead of time. Just like I gave you guys in the workbook at the beginning of this um, challenge, there's obstacles that you have in your life, right? There's obstacles that we all have. And we, we know our, our life obstacles, right? We, we've been in a life for a while. We're not like in our 20s where we have no experience. We've been experienced. We've had shit that's happened in our lives. We know what our obstacles are. And so if this is an obstacle for you and you're worried about something, how are you going to handle that if that comes true? What is the strategy that you can develop for yourself if something were to change like that with your boyfriend or your husband? 
Okay, so you get to decide what that looks like always. You get to decide how you want to think about it. You get to decide how you want to feel about it. And you get to decide what you want to do about it all the time. You always have that power within you, no matter what your external circumstances are. Nobody can take away your thoughts, your feelings, or how you show up in your day-to-day -day life. You have control over all of that. That is what makes our life, okay? There's always going to be circumstances outside of our control. We're getting ready to have one in a few weeks. It's called the election of the United States of America. <laughs> we can't control that. We can go vote. We can go do all the things, but you know what I mean? Like us as individual people in our own lives cannot control that outcome, right? I'm not saying not to vote or not and get involved either. <laughs> Don't misinterpret me. But what we can control is our thoughts and our feelings and our actions always, all right? And those things make up our lives, our experience in our lives. Those things are the most important things to pay attention to. You can decide what you want to think ahead of time. You can decide what you want to feel ahead of time. And you can decide what you want to do ahead of time. So if there's any of you guys that are worried about anything coming up in the next week, in the next month, in the next six months, how do you want to think about it? How do you want to feel about it? And what do you want to do? Plan that out now. And then start living from that place now before that thing actually happens. And if it doesn't happen or if it's like a, you know, a what if type situation, just write that out and you'll have a plan of how you want to show up and react when it does happen. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. What other questions do you guys have? That's pretty much what I wanted to cover today. We talked about the two paths. The two journeys that you can take, you can take the self-love journey, the one where you respect yourself enough to figure it out. You get to the underlying reasons of why you're doing what you're doing. You love yourself along the way. You're willing and vulnerable to look at your failures and, and keep going. Or you can do it the hard way where the I suck way and there's something wrong with me and I'm going to restrict myself until I get to my goals. And then when I get to my goals, it's going to be so terrible. I'm going to go back to my old ways. <laughs> You get to choose which one you want to do. Okay, I would recommend this way. It's more fun, might take a little bit longer, but you're going to have permanent long term results when you do it that way, because you'll like yourself at the end. You'll have a better experience with yourself and you'll want to keep going. This one over here feels terrible and awful and you're going to give up at the end and you're going to go back to your old ways and it's hard to sustain. Okay, choose this one. I'm over here. It's called step over drinking and start living. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. Reposting for Tisha, it's super important. I am ashamed of the years I have spent drinking through my kids' birthday parties, holiday gatherings, and really any and all get-togethers. I feel like I have been a terrible role model to my kids. And I need to apologize to them. Thank you, Stephanie, for reposting that. And thank you, Tricia, for posting that because... This is a very common, I do not work with men, Donna. This is a very common issue that we all have, okay? Especially if we have years and years and years of this behavior. My suggestion is, is to heal yourself first. And then if you feel inclined to apologize to your children, do that, okay? It is not necessary though, for you to get better or for you to improve your relationships. What I wanna tell you, is that everything in your past happened exactly the way it should have happened. Listen to me, this is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it's a very hard pill to swallow for some people, but everything up until this very second happened exactly the way it should have happened because that's what happened. 
and you thinking it shouldn't have happened or you should have been a different mother or you shouldn't have overdrank at the at the birthday parties or whatever it was that you did causes you more pain right when you think i shouldn't have done that i fucked up i was a bad mom that causes you to feel bad and they're just thoughts that you're having about yourself and then from that place of feeling bad about yourself what do we do Again, fake, feel, act. Your story, your history has served you for some reason. You need to find the good in that. So for me, I did the same thing for 20 years. I basically numbed myself out for the six, for six weeks of my third child's life. I had terrible postpartum depression. I drank margaritas every night. I numbed myself. I don't remember a lot of that. Now, if I were to stay in that place and, and beat myself up about that, I would not be here right now. Okay. I'm choosing to think about my 20 years of over drinking that I'm glad it happened the way it did. You know why? Because I wouldn't be here today if it didn't. I wouldn't have learned how to get out of that and created this amazing life on the other side. I would not know the difference or have that contrast and appreciate so much what I have right now. Okay. The people that do that love this part over here and they're like this is amazing i'm thankful that i got to go through this so i can be so appreciative of my life now there's a huge contrast that only people that have been through this shit understand okay that makes you an ultimate badass i'm not joking and i'm not like trying to blow smoke up your ass either you are a badass if you can overcome this and find that story that you want to tell that feels good to you that serves you in where you want to go in the future okay so if you feel inclined to apologize to your children, do that, but do it before, like do it once you accept yourself and you get yourself into a healthy place in your brain about what your past was. We all have done the best that we can every single moment and every single second of our day, and we always will for the rest of our lives. Decide to think that. I did the best that I could, okay? That's it. You get to, it's all a story that you're creating in your brain at this point because it happened in the past. And so you're telling yourself a story now, today, about the past. We're not in the past right now. We're in today. And that story matters because that story creates your feelings today that drives your actions today. So that's how we can carry our past with us and it impacts our day, our life today. We have a whole month inside my program on our past. <laughs> You guys, I have developed this program in because I've coached hundreds of women and I know the pain points that you have and what you need to overcome to get to, to be somebody like me today, okay? From step one, from month one when you join until month six when you finish, it is in a pattern in which you need to go through a process for you to get on the other side of this feeling amazing, worthy, and capable, okay? I can't recommend the program enough. I really can't. I really want you guys to consider investing in yourself because I know that 90% of you guys here would have amazing results. Because if you can look at your results that you've had in these four days, imagine what you could have inside the program with daily accountability and support from me uncovering all this shit and able to ask me questions every day. Get the coaching, one-on-one -on -one direct coaching from me on a regular basis. It's worth the investment. You're so welcome, Trisha. I love you too.
Yes, Lori, you get to decide if wrong, if even how you need to reframe it. There isn't any right or wrong. There's just events and circumstances and then our thoughts about it. And you get, you're the one that gets to decide what you think about it, your past or whatever issue it was that happened. Really good example. And thank you both for reposting that question. Who doesn't love being a badass? It feels good to feel good about yourself, right? Yes. Okay, you guys, what other questions? We're almost up at time. I want to encourage you guys to join the program. Let me know if you have any questions about the program. You can type those in the comments. For those of you that didn't watch the Facebook Live yesterday, highly recommend you go back and get to the end and watch me and listen to me describe the six-month coaching program that I'm highly encouraging you to all apply for. There's an application process. I'm only taking a small number of people. I will not be able to hold all of you. And I've already gotten a bunch of applications come in. So I'm going to be choosing people based on their application if you are you know, able to take a few days off alcohol without having physical reactions. You feel like the coaching will help you. You've connected with me and you've been participating in this challenge. You've gotten a little bit of success. Okay. And you're ready to commit to show up and get coached once a week in a small group coaching program. You're willing to be vulnerable and share some shit in a small intimate group of women. And you're really ready to solve this issue permanently. I highly encourage you to apply. Join, join, join. Yes. Katie applied. Awesome. Yes. It feels amazing to be free from this. It's like, imagine four days and what you've uncovered, what six months could do. And having the ongoing support through the holidays, through the election, through all of it, through COVID, like you guys need somebody on board to help you through this stuff. And I have the experience to help you. And the women in the group have the experience to support you along the way. It's amazing. Hey, if you liked this recording and want to take this work to the next level, I highly encourage you to apply me in the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. Applications are currently open. So all you have to do is click the link in the podcast notes and go over to the site. There's three short videos to watch there. The problem, the solution, and the details of my program. Watch all three short videos, read through that site, and click apply to join me. There's no obligation to get your application in, but we are filling up for the rest of 2020 right now, and I'm about to raise my prices for 2021. So if you've been on the fence about this and you have been inspired and want to take this work to the next level, now is your chance, my friends. So get over there, click the link in the show notes, and apply to join me and stop over drinking and start living. See you there. Didn't we